0: Hey, and welcome to the Humanity Church Podcast. So excited that you're here. We hope that you enjoy this week's talk and it really connects to your life in a meaningful way. If you're live in the Pomona area, we would love to have you at one of our gatherings at 10 a.m. or at one of our humanity groups that meet all throughout the week all over the city. If you want more information about our community, you can go to www.humanitychurch.com or download our app on your phone on Apple or Android. If you like what you're hearing here and want to continue to support the ongoing work at Humanity, you can text the word Humanity Church, one word, to 77977 and give back financially in just about 10 seconds. Hey, and here's this week's talk that was given live at our Sunday gathering at Humanity Church.
1: My name is Marla Neighbor, and I am our Connections Pastor here at Humanity Church, and we are going to continue our Passages series through the summer, where we have two not one, but two for the price of one, speakers on Sunday mornings where we just do these short little snippet talks about one or two verses and we dive into them and then we open up some time for questions for everyone to interact. Imagine that, interaction on a Sunday, what is this phenomenon that we're doing here? So I'm gonna jump in this morning and uh, let me start with some prayer. Lord, thank you for the way that you have been so faithful, so consistent, so present. I love the thing that you keep continually putting on my mind over the months and weeks recently is that when I take one step, you take the 99. You will always meet us where we're at. I thank you that you take the smallest shred of our willingness to show up and you run with it and that you embrace us like your children as a perfect and good father does, Lord. And I thank you that you provide, you provide patience, you provide wisdom, you provide all the things that we need. You are our source. We cannot do this life without you. We can scrape by, but man, with you, I just feel like it. it's, indescribable to anyone who has not yet experienced it. Lord, let everyone in this room, everyone in the sound of my voice, experience what abundant life with you as the source looks like today. In Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Proverbs and scriptures, we're gonna jump into one solitary verse this morning for a few minutes. It's in Proverbs 19, verse 11. I'm gonna read it a couple times so we can get it In our bones, and our ears, it says, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Read it one more time. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. The word patience, for me, uh, feels like a very elusive thing. A lot of things I'm like, okay, I can choose that. But patience, it just—it feels like it's just this very difficult thing to grasp. In the moments where you most need patience, it seems like there's, there's something already in the driver's seat, that it's like this automatic default, that there's this reaction that just happens in the moment that's out of our control, that is beyond our ability to grab hold of that patience in the time when we need it. And when I initially think about needing patience, the very first visual that comes to my mind is is getting... Barrage by this, like it's like taking bullets from your your little children when they're like asking question after question after question. I need this. I want this. I need it now, now, now. And I'm yelling, "Be patient!" You know, as I'm yelling, "Be patient!" at my children, and the frustration in the moment or the anger that rises up, it seems like it just hijacks that that prefrontal cortex part of our brain that's supposed to do all the decision-making that supposedly was fully developed in my 20s, so I have literally no excuse. But for whatever reason, it just seems like impatience is just this knee-jerk reaction in the moment when offense occurs. And then point Zero, 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 one milliseconds after that is the response. And it's like this window of choice feels very small in between the actual offense and then my decision of how I choose to respond. And it's like I'm watching the reaction unfold. I know it's coming from me, but it feels like it's happening to me, not that it's actually coming from me. And I'll tell you what, there ain't no stopping that anger train when mama is at her limit, okay? It's just, it's like there's a runaway train that is hard to catch. Because after I do the good parenting thing like 10 times, but now it's like time 11, it feels like I only have two choices. Like I can just react or I can turn into this almost like... Um, stealth stone-cold robot mode where like I'm looking at my children from under my eyes saying yep okay fine one word answers like very robotic stuffing down the frustrations ignoring all of the irritation and then we make it through that moment and then Nathan comes home my husband and says some little comment like, hey, could you do some of my laundry? And I tell him exactly where he can go find that machine that does his own laundry. And then I realize, oh, I was angry. Okay. (laughs) That robot mode thing was probably just sort of some God provision uh, internal reaction to save my children from bodily harm. And so there is some resource in it. But then you add to the equation... All the other humans out there that can offend us as well. And then you really need some patience and wisdom. A friend is late. Again, your spouse didn't pick you up that coffee on his way right before walking in the door. Like, does he know you? Does he even know you? Did he not think to get you one too? Someone that you thought actually cared about people has. That political view or that COVID view, a hurtful word, a roll of the eyes, a cold shoulder, a dumb comment, just a bad mood, someone who's offended you who should have been there and they weren't, a coworker who's being themselves, someone cheated you, misrepresented you, your kids aren't showing up like they're supposed to, your roommates, your friends, your church, your humanity group, like you name it. They're not showing up like they're supposed to. Every single driver in your way on the freeway in LA traffic is definitely out to get you, always. And when I look at our culture, when I think about the future that is coming our way and and it is coming, that future is coming. When I think about our community, when I think about my boys growing up, I look all around and I think, gosh, like, is there anyone out there who is willing to overlook an offense? Is there anyone who has a pure and unoffendable heart that exists out there? Because that person would be so set apart from what is now just accepted that living offended ready in any given moment to just take up that offense that's not only what's normalized it's expected. I expect you to be offended with me about the things that I'm offended by. So much so that I am highly offended if you're not offended by the things that I am offended by. I mean, that's what girlfriends and moms and buddies are for, right? I mean, when we're not, you know, offended with them, that they are supposed to be offended with us and for us when we are offended at someone else. I mean, that's what relationships are built on, right? Common offenses, ties us together. Spouse comes home, How was your day? Oh, it was good, except Dan at work, you know, was doing his thing. Oh, Lord, not Dan again. And secretly, you're like, I feel you, Dan. But don't ever stick up for Dan. Don't ever do it. So how do you stop the anger train? Before that train mows down that person who is directly in your path and waylays a few other people along the way that you say that you care about who are all around you. The scripture says that the answer first is wisdom, that God's wisdom yields patience. Other translations in that proverb say, wisdom makes you slow to anger, increases that response time between the offense the choice and what you do with it. If I let my boss have it, I will be out of a job tomorrow. That's called wisdom. Wisdom is the relation knowing the relationship between cause and effect. When I see I'm getting stressed, it's better for me to talk to God before I talk to my wife. Conversations after 11 p.m. usually don't go well. Maybe I'll sit this one out. They have a very strong opinion. What's more important to me right now? The relationship or being right? Wisdom creates choices and perspective, but it doesn't emerge out of a vacuum. It comes from asking for it. The book of James and the scripture says, if any of you lacks wisdom, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. God alone, that's the answer, guys. Simple. God alone is the source of all wisdom. There's no workaround. There's no cheat codes. His voice, his word, his provision is the only pure, unending source for the kind of wisdom that will set you apart and will put God's heart in you on display for every person around you. One of the most godly and wisest people that I know, that I knew, she passed away, had a third grade education. And some of the most educated and brilliant people I know are some of the most impatient and selfish people that I know. Wisdom doesn't come from learning enough. Wisdom comes from knowing that you will always be learning. And if you're not curious enough to keep learning and keep asking for wisdom from God, the chances are really high that you're not going to be able to be curious and learn from the person sitting in front of you that you're offended by to find out what's going on for them over there. This is what opens up for you when you have God's wisdom. Continuing in James, the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and when you're offended, this is how you know you're not walking in God's wisdom. A few verses before that, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and even demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. I have a serious addiction. I've had it for years, actually. Uh, It comes and goes. There's times where I take new ground in it. Some days I'll, I'll have a good long run, even weeks at a time where I'll stay clean. But for the most part, it comes back like every hour two hours. And that is my addiction to being right. And in those moments where I am offended, big or small, I can say with a hundred percent certainty that it is completely by God's provision of his wisdom when in those moments I respond with a heart that overflows with curiosity with that purity, with that openness, with that learning stance. It is completely God when I actually make the choice to lay my rightness down, to choose that wisdom to be full of mercy and be patient. And when I do, it always leads to a more powerful and beautiful connection with people. And it always leads to me opening up something new in my own life that ushers in this peace that only comes from God. And when I choose the other kind of wisdom, the earthly wisdom, it inevitably leads to that disorder that the scriptures were talking about for the relationship, internally, and it just leaks out on all of the people around me, even those who had nothing to do with whatever the offense is that I'm grappling with. Now, Jesus had the most unoffendable heart. I mean, thank God that he was connected to the Father's voice. Thank God that he knew the connection, the relationship between cause and effect, that when he chose to overlook our own offenses, that he would be making a way for relationship for all of us, even though he knew we were never in the right. And if he can overlook our offenses, For the sake of relationship, he will willingly and graciously and generously give us the wisdom and the patience to overlook that when others need that same wisdom we're asking for from him. So I'd like you to join in a prayer together with me, be up for that, repeat after me, so we can usher in a little bit of this wisdom and patience for each of us in our own life. So repeat after me. Lord, you be my defender. Give me your wisdom so I may release any offense and live a more peaceful life. Amen. This is how we can be set apart. Humanity Church, I'm telling you, if you walked out these doors and you asked God for his abundant wisdom over and over and over this week, you will see that your response time will increase. Your turnaround time for choosing things that usher in peace and relationship and godly responses will start to become your default over the other defaults that we so often get just through our own wisdom. So you've got two questions. And I know it takes some guts to move around in your seats and to make the effort to actually initiate something with someone who might be in a far corner of your chairs or pews and at home, for those of you who are on your couches or with someone there in the home, if you could just take the initiative to reach out to someone who might be sitting by themselves and talk about these two questions for a few minutes. The first one, can you identify someone? Who is someone in your life who is an example of this Proverbs 19 scripture lived out? And what do you imagine? Just get creative. Talk about it. Feel What would it feel like? What would it look like? What, what do you imagine would open up in your life and your relationships if patience became a more, Natural default than offense. Go ahead.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us on the Humanity Church podcast. We hope that this was a meaningful experience and we look forward to connecting again next week for another conversation around what it looks like to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope. Again, for more information about Humanity Church, you can visit us online at humanitychurch.com. And if you want to support the ongoing work here at Humanity Church, including this podcast, you can give online in about 10 seconds by texting the word Humanity Church, one word, to 77977. Thanks, and have an amazing week.